What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, Good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy NFL Sunday. It is another Sunday with us here at Football Fan Rush Radio. I'm your host, Kaz. I've got Mike and Michael to my left and my right. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. All right. Thank you all for being patient with us. We're having some technical difficulties. Uh, We're dealing with them. We're going to hurry up and get this done as soon as possible. We're waiting for Mike to log back in. And once he does, we'll keep it uh, going with the three of us. But as for right now, there he is. All right, let's go. I'm liking this. This is better. I feel more better about this. More better, more better, more better. For some reason, I was talking and no one could hear me. I apologize for the technical difficulties. But what I will say is what I was trying to start off with was the Bears and their ability to hold on the defense. And with them holding on defense, Nick Foles has been noticeably 
not good on third down down there in St. Louis. Now, the Bears' defense is trying to get in a groove, and with them trying to get into a groove, the question will be, will the secondary join in on the action? Another thing that uh, Kyle Fuller has been up and down, and when I say up and down, some weeks he seems to be good. Last week he seemed like he came to play. The previous week against uh, the previous week against the Vikings, not so much. So it's going to come down to how well the Bears are ready and ready to play. Uh, one of the things is St. Louis has a front seven that is going to come for Jay, Jay Cutler. They're going to come, and they're going to come, and they're I not going to stop coming. I completely agree with that. They really do have a, front, a strong front seven. And I am pretty impressed with their secondary, despite they are at the bottom of the total problem in the NFL for being able to stop the run. Well, one of the things that will be interesting with with minimal tape on Langford, it will be up to see if he's ready to step into a role against a defense that really is strong. They're fast and they're they're running on that sports turf. So it's it's gonna be how well will he do on the sports turf for that matter. Let's see with the second week in a row of him starting in place of uh Matt Forte, it's time to to take the take the road and run with it. Your time in Michigan State proved to do well. Now it's time to do well at the NFL level. Many people have said no one can replace Matt Forte well for week two, or not week two for the second week in a row. We're asking you to do that exactly that. Any other opinions? Well, I think we'll see, you know, him take advantage of being on turf. Now, turf, uh, unlike grass, is a little less forgiving, obviously. He doesn't have, you know, that that kind of durability. But the improvements they've made since I played football are, you know, years and years ahead. So I think it'll be a definite, you know, even playing ground as far as, you know, Langford goes. I think he'll he'll take advantage of the opportunity he has. You know, he's done well. Um, you know, we know that he wasn't very good at catching the ball, but I, I know how that goes. I wasn't very good at catching it either, but those are things that can be taught and be improved upon. And I'm sure they're working on that with him, you know, so he can be as effective as Matt Forte, if not more. So I think we're going to see, you know, a very – it's, it's going to be – I think it's going to be kind of even as far as you know, the offense and the defense goes uh, from the Bears and, and for, you know, the Rams. You know, they're going to have to be creative on the offensive side, of course, um, get, the, get the running game started. You know, they can do that and, and take advantage of that part of it. I think, you know, we'll see a very even place game. I, I'm hoping to see that, you know, see some growth from the last week. Um, they done well and they can continue to do it. Nobody's expecting them to, you know, make the playoffs, but we've seen stranger things. <laughs> it is the NFL, of course. So, you know, I'm excited to see how they play today and definitely looking forward to see what Lex perhaps to show us. Okay, so I'm, I'm, you know what? Y'all are boring. Y'all, y'all are, like, really, like, and, and pardon my son. Y'all are, like, super boring this morning on this show. So we're going to live in like, <laughs> It's the Bears against the Rams. The Rams coming off a, a, a shocking loss to the Vikings because they had that beat. They, they pretty much almost beat the Vikings, winning the overtime. 
So now we're looking at the Bears with Phil Maforte. You honestly really think that they are not going to take advantage of that. You got a half well or half injured, however you want to see the glass, half full or half empty when it comes to Alshon Jeffrey. And then you're turning around and you have no Maforte. No Maforte like whatsoever. And you all are being uh, modest studio reporters. Come on. Oh, no. Dear I, Rams fans, I know, I know, there are six, I know there are six million Bears fans that have made the trip, at least from Chicago, down to St. Louis. And I know they are rocking and representing. So go Bears fans. But honestly, if the Rams come alive, you all just took a six-hour drive to party. And I really think the, the Bears have come alive. In the last five years, every time the Bears have played the Rams, even with healthy squads and good defenses with Lance Briggs and Brian Urlacher, the Bears got their feelings hurt. Right about now, we have suspect defense, no Matt Forte, suspect Alshon Jeffrey, debatable offensive line. Right about now, I just hope they get home. <laughs> but And then we, don't, then we still got to play against uh, maybe – Did I miss something? Uh, did I? Were you going up against baby Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley? The Bears' offensive line literally has a lot, a lot ahead of them. Um, we're more so than just X's and O's. We got passion on the team. And the only person that I feel like the Bears have passion from on the field is Kyle Long. But while he's a great player and a great leader, he's still an offensive lineman. He can only protect so much of Jay Cutler. It's going to come down to what will Jay Cutler do? What can Alshon Jeffrey do? Uh, I mean, we're happy Alshon Jeffrey's on the field, but I personally believe he's on the field and rushed himself back because there are no other receivers. Let's keep that real. Cass talked about what St. Louis is going to do to take advantage of it. St. Louis is still mad that they lost to an NFC North team last week. They're going to come out like gangbusters ready to return the favor. Uh, return the favor? <laughs> See, I don't have to say it like that, but yeah, I feel Thank like you that. for traveling to St. Louis. I just, yeah, man, dude, Todd, you're somewhat. Who on the Bears can stop Ty Gurley? Oh, no. Bueller? Bueller? Well, my only confidence is nobody on the Bears can stop Adrian Peterson, too, and we survived those games. Well, now, you know, you right, well. I know I'm not completely right because Adrian Peterson does still have a 296-yard game against the Bears, too. You lost, though. But they did contain Adrian, but Adrian's not Ty Gurley. Adrian has his Ty Gurley years on the Bears already. When the Bears had a stellar defense. So now the Bears have a slightly mediocre, mediocre defense. And you got Ty Gurley. No, you're being nice. We have a suspect defense right now. Well, it's right nice. So it's not too bad, but it's not great. You know, it's yeah, not great. but during no, those but, years, man. I was worried about but it. The, but the, the Bears were time. the top three defense, and Adrian Peterson was gassing. 
But at the same time, you're looking at the fact that, you know, Rams right now, they're fourth and rushing. Yeah, they're fourth so, and rushing. Notice I said when I when I talk about the Bears' positive chances, it's the fact that Nick Foles is not good on third down. That's the only thing that, as a Bears fan, we need to be praying for on our defense. Uh, the only problem is, can we get them to third down? If they third and long, I believe the Bears have a chance. But if if Ty Gurley is gashing us for six and seven yards on every first down play, six and seven. it's going to be a long day. We said Ty Gurley, wow. not Jeremy Lang, for six and seven yards. Get out of here. They playing the Bears. I said on average. I didn't say on a – I'm saying on an average. <laughs> saying on six average. and seven yards. Does he burn uh, you for one or two downs? Is that what you're saying? I mean, like the whole game. If he gets seven yards on first down, he don't have to do much on second down. He probably will. Dude, but having two and will doing yards it running. Two, <laughs> oh, so you're gonna say he averaging fifteen yards uh, per per rush? Is that what you're saying? They put a bounty on Adrian's head, so of course they were going to try to stop him, of which he still broke out quite a few times on him. But still, we're talking I am about not a younger, fresher. I believe the Bears are going to lose, but I'm not going to accept that one. I, I'm not accepting that I, I am being devil's advocate here. I don't even like the Rams, but you know what? Just for the sake of a great show and a really good game and some camaraderie, and a bunch of people throwing tomatoes at me. I am going to roll with the Rams. Because the Rams almost beat my squad. And my squad, and they, we got worse quarterback issues than you have. I'll get to that later. Yeah. Right? Uh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No. We do have worse quarterback, quarterback issues than the Bears. Drama, the quarterback issues are a different story. The Bears quarterback Whatever it is, that's not better. the position you really, that's really not the position you want to have an issue. So no, we have quarterback drama. Quarterback issues, no, I don't think so. Well, whatever it is, it don't look like my situation, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling. Yeah, it does not look as bad as mine. I'm rolling with the Rams. I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I saw them almost take the Vikings out. The smartest thing that could have happened. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I will take that. I will take that. I am rolling. I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote uh, Kyle. Anybody but Shakespeare. Okay. I said I'm going to quote Kyle Long. The Bears are going to go on a playoff run uh, for the rest of the season. What the Bears in the wild? The who? Kyle Long said it. Yellowstone. I'm quoting Kyle Long. The Bears are going to go on a playoff run for the rest of the season. But Monday, Kyle Long got. He got hurt. Right, exactly. <laughs> I still said I'm quoting Kyle Long. I didn't say that if I should right? be quoting him. <laughs> he said that in the last day or two. Maybe he was still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> so you saying the meds and saying you're speaking for him? Yeah. All right, Kyle. Kyle Long, Long she don't have no Yeah, because that's what you do. That's how you get it done. The Bears are going to. 
The Bears are going to go on a playoff run. They're going to look like the Giants in 2007, and they're going to defeat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yep, all of that's going to happen. Really? So Did you so, get hit so, in that game too, Monday? So, like, <laughs> I, I, I said it's all going to happen. I didn't say that our fans actually had to listen and believe me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Michael, what are your thoughts? You've been pretty mum's the word on this one. So, what's that? You know, I can't go with the whole playoff world thing. I just don't see it. We're playing after the day we play the Broncos and the Packers. You can't support Kyle yeah. Young and one of your players. Uh, uh, hmm. Oh, man. Nah. I'm sorry. I can't even roll with you on this one. It's not going to happen. You, I'm you supporting alone. Kyle Young, our, 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 our hey. one consistent uh, pro bowler. Hey, man, but, you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. I don't really man, don't hurt my happen, feelings before it don't happen. happen to be a but I don't foresee it. We just don't. We don't have. We don't have. Everybody's not one hundred percent. We're not on one page. And like today, I mean, dude, Todd Gurley gonna just just. It's gonna be a massacre on the road. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a two hundred yard match. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't. At least so. See, I don't hear no support from a fellow Bears fan. I, I don't get no support. Fan, but I said, I, said really... I don't hear any support from a fellow Bears fan. No, you know, it's kind of like this right now. Them crickets is getting on my nerves. You know why you don't hear any support from your fellow Bears fan? Because there is not. Because he sees the Bears going to the playoffs as much as Ray Charles does. And there you go. <laughs> so moving, <laughs> moving. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but I got Stevie Wonder's vision. I'm sorry. I think you missed your moment. You, you missed your moment. I guess I did. Yeah, you, you kind of missed your moment on that one. It's okay. It was good try though. Just, just, just a little bit off on the top. But anyway, uh, no, I don't. But anyway, I don't see them. You know, it's it's man. Come on, let's be real, dude. You know, even though the Broncos, even though the Broncos lost, they're not about to lose the Bears. Yeah, Green Bay's Green Bay's not about to lose us again. Well, they didn't lose to us the first time. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. The Bears are going to lose this week, and they're going to come back against Green Bay on Thanksgiving. Green Bay's going to win against the Lions and against the Bears. Yeah. The Bears are going to lose this week. The Bears are going to win on Thanksgiving. The Bears are going to win on Turkey Day. What are you putting on that? Well, see, what happened was I had told Craig and him, no, what you got on that? Are you like, are you so confident? Uh, um, are you that confident? I'm so confident that I'm going to bet uh, my Thanksgiving dinner. I, I can't might not eat until the Bears win. Thanksgiving. Oh! You can't eat the Bears win. I can't so that so, so, so that means you got to wait until the game is over. Yep. 
We're on the countdown for it. They're tailgating. I have plenty of friends there. Good luck, guys. Good luck, guys. Matchup. The matchup is another big divisional matchup. We are watching the Packers, who have fallen from grace, go up against the Detroit Lions, who have not found grace. So this should be a pretty good matchup. Martha Ford came out, and she just, she, you know, we I think we kicked it off. She might have been listening to the show. And she did that whole Popeye thing when he was like, that's all I can stand because I can't stand no more. And got her some spinach. So Martha Ford is serious. She even put a letter out to the Detroit Lions fans saying that she greatly apologizes because the fans don't deserve this time, this type of outcome and this type of play from her team. They deserve so, so much more. They deserve better. Quote her. They deserve they better. They deserve. Better. I mean, and, not, and I, 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 I mean, as a Bears fan, I like seeing Detroit lose. But as a football fan, we need Detroit. We honestly, I wish every team in the football in football was good, so we could see great games every game. I don't want to see any more Buffalo Bills versus New York Jets Thursday night football game. I do. The Power Rangers game was awesome. It was the Green Rangers. The Power Rangers game. I I would have called it the Christmas game. It was The Christmas tree game. (laughs) That too. And if you're a gamer, (laughs) it was Mario and Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) Super Mario Brothers game. Yay. (laughs) 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 Which is probably what was playing when that one team walked out the field after looking at the score. Oh, my God. Funny. But moving coming back to the NFC North, um, I'm gonna let Michael. Michael, yeah. I want you to lead this one off with this matchup here with the Lions and the Packers. The Packers, they they've been they've been taken down a pack or two. They're no longer undefeated. That still doesn't make them the worst, and they should not be counted out. Right now, they are tied with the Vikings for the first place spot in the NFC North division. The Lions are so far behind that I'm surprised they have, like, percentage numbers next to their name, but they do. And the they're sitting at 125%. About three rungs just to get to last place. They're sitting at 125% of the Packers are sitting at the number two spot. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy about that. At 750 percentage points with the two back-to-back losses. So a lot of people are guaranteeing this as a win, but a lot of people did that against the Bears. I was one of the few people that thought the Lions would have enough fire lit under them to skyrocket them past the Bears. And I'm a little indifferent, and I'm sort of feeling that way today. Yes, as the world knows, I love the infamous James Jones. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad his family's back. If you guys have NFL Network, check out the interview on NFL Now. It was a great interview with James Jones. What happened, why he left, and the homecoming and coming back, and the fact that he was so well-received by the team and the players. He's doing a phenomenal job. Aaron Rodgers is who he is. Aaron Rodgers is just a beast. He has been – he's been held – a little bit in the last two games, like we're not going to make a phenomenal pass. But he's trying to pull it off, and I felt really, really bad, though, in in last week's game. And the reason I felt bad was because of the pick. Had that not been a pick, maybe we'd have had a real loss. They came all the way back. So you cannot count the Packers out. You cannot start putting L's on your forehead unless you're a Bears fan. But you can't. If you're looking at – 
Wait, hold on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. You you, you okay. just can't do it. So, Michael, <laughs> I want you to kind of take the lead on this. What do you see in this matchup? Is it a saving grace um, game today for the Lions, or is it another fall from grace for the Packers? Well, when you look at it from the standpoint of last couple of weeks for the Packers, they have not looked well at all. You know, even though standing-wise they're still, you know, one of the best in the league, just looking at how uh, they've been able to hold Aaron has been just a wild to you to me. But they got him contained. So if you look at the fact that also the defense for the Detroit isn't that bad, you know, they're not ranked highly, but they really aren't that bad of a defense. We've seen them play pretty well. You know, at times they just they just still seem to struggle with shutting out the you know with getting the Ws. But if they can do the same thing to the Packers that's been done them the past couple of weeks, they possibly could win. It's a very slight possibility. Now I know that Aaron Rodgers is like you know extremely upset with the play over the past two weeks, and he's looking toward you know for some redemption himself. And you know he very well may take that redemption out of Detroit. You know, you know, but. If they if they're able to shut him down, we could see we could see the flip flop and just see you know see Packers starting not to starting to really show his colors that we spoke about earlier in the season. You know when they were even saying themselves that they didn't know how they were winning. You know when they for the loss first loss we saw true exposure of okay they've been exposed and now we see them being exposed and taken advantage of. Now if they can't rebound from that, it could be a long road for Green Bay. And it could be a great road for Detroit. You know, I don't see them, t- you know, making it to the playoffs with the record, you know, or anything. But they could start, re- you know, looking, getting a little bit focused as to like, all right, we don't have to be total losers. We don't have to be one in, you know, seventeen or one in twenty, <laughs> or one is up. You know, it, it could be, you know, and and looking towards the future. So it, it'll be interesting to me. I. I as far as who's going to win, for me, I really can't say. I'm not a, a huge Detroit fan. I'm not a huge Green Bay fan. And I kind of have my differences for either one. I, you know, right now I think it's between Minnesota and Green Bay as far as one and two in the division. And that could, this looks right now could very well take them out of contention for that, which would be interesting because then we have. So, I think I'm going to go with a uh, green pan on this one, but, you know, hoping that they can bounce back a little bit. Uh, I don't really see Detroit being able to pull it off. Mike, your thoughts? Well, first off, let me take one of your quotes, talking about we don't know how we were winning. Um, let's remind the fans that that actually came from the first game of the season when the Packers played against the Bears. Clay Matthews came back and said, I don't know how we won that game. We took the Bears seriously, and it was clear we should have. And that's one thing that the Packers have made a decision to do because they've taken everybody seriously since then. They don't know how they're winning. Now, although you all probably remember a few weeks ago when I when I started saying that the Packers would go start their losing streak against the Broncos, and then I said last week that they were going to actually lose again to actually make it a losing streak. I would love to see the Packers lose today. But if I'm honest with myself, the Detroit Lions, however good their defense 
seems to be, I don't feel they have the personnel that Carolina or Denver has. It takes the personnel to contain him in the pocket so that you can get hit on Aaron Rodgers. Because one of the things that both the Broncos and the Panthers were able to do, even when they weren't sacking him, is they were able to get hits on him so that he could think about the footsteps, think think about the hit that was about to happen. They contained him in the pocket. One thing that other teams have not been able to do is keep him in the pocket. Because I'll even use the Bears as an example. Over the years, the Bears have gotten close to Aaron Rodgers, but he's been able to break the pocket. Once he breaks the pocket, that's when he gashes most teams in the NFL. He turns nothing into something in a heartbeat. I would love to see Detroit come alive today for more than just the reason of wanting the Packers to to lose. I would like to see that not just the elite teams have figured out Aaron Rodgers. I would love to see that the quote-unquote non-elite teams have figured out Aaron Rodgers, force Aaron Rodgers to step up his game and do more than what he has already done. And that's asking a lot because he's already done a ton. But if we have, quote-unquote, figured him out, similar to the way the Giants had figured out Tom Brady in the past, has the NFL done that to Aaron Rodgers? And even if Detroit loses today, I would love to see that it is a fight and a battle, not an easy win for the Packers. I want a close game. I want an NFC Central game, not NFC North. For those that remember the NFC Central, the black and blue division, that even when your team lost, you know you left bruises on the other team. Detroit, you have that ability. And Um, if I'm honest with myself, I have to pick the team from up north, Green Bay, to win the day. You said who? Green Bay. The team from up north, Green Bay. I'm taking a page um, out of Ohio State and what they call that team from Michigan. The team from up north. Yeah, that's about accurate. He said Green Bay. He did. As of today. This no, day see, I said Green Bay. I didn't say the team's name. On today, November. <laughs> I didn't say the team's name. I said Green Bay. Even there though is no other team in Green, right, Green Bay. Bay. I mean, come on. About Green Bay. There's like, there's like, there's, I don't, well, I, well, I don't there's know. There's cows in Green Bay. Bay. Right. But you know, <laughs> no, there's, there's paper companies in Green Bay. That's what they're famous for. There's paper companies. Yeah, I said it. There's paper not companies. another team in Green Bay. No, there's not. Okay. But I'm so going to say the team. city's name rather than the team's name. So let it stand that today, Mike, on November 15, 2015, at approximately 11.05 a.m., say that Green Bay is going to win. We're in all ladies and gentlemen. We are in love. He has career. Whoa. Oh my God! Right, he, he has reached the milestone. We are so proud of him. We're gonna give him a round of applause. Yes, we are. Here we go. Yes, we really are. 
Like I know. I, me picking the Packers to awesome. win is like Jimmy Johnson to pick the, oh, the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys oh, to no. lose or wait. Mike Dick picking the Bears wait. to lose. I know. Wait. I picked it that way. Wait. Wait. Hold on. Yes. Yes. He yes. said Packers, lady. We got it out of him. And just for that, I've just used for us breaking before. him down. Mike, we we did it. All right. Yeah, I would threaten to so, not the show, but the fans might actually be happy about that. Well, I am actually going to – I'm rolling – I don't know what the world was. I'm actually indifferent. And I know that sounds crazy because the world knows I love the arm that sits to the right or the left of Aaron Rodgers. But I am um, – I'm indifferent because I don't know – Wow. the bye week, I don't know the type of intensity and fire – and conversations and, and thoughts that are actually going into the fact that the Lions have already won a divisional game against the Bears. Can they take advantage of trying to kick the Packers while they think the Packers are down? They uh, have made you, adjustments. They've you, made mental. Before missiles. you finish your talk, can I say one last thing? Okay. Um, I believe the, the, the best thing about uh, Miss Ford, Martha Ford, uh, firing a lot of people, it may have awoken the players and the coaching staff to realize, okay, we're playing for our jobs. That yeah. is very, very true. Like, nobody's uh, uncuttable, nobody's untradeable. We are all playing for our jobs. That might be the best thing that happened in the midseason with firings. Well, and well, with that you being have said, a the same... Go ahead. I'm very indifferent in this game uh, because the Lions could definitely one-up the Bears and, I mean, I don't see how percentage-wise, but they could end up with two divisional wins because even if the Packers lost today, the Packers could still make a huge comeback. They could still make a major comeback and take the number one spot in the NFC North, I would not want them to being a Vikings fan, but the reality of the game is that they could. I don't. I know today is a divisional game. I don't think if the Packers lost this game that it's that much of a hit to them as it would be detrimental to the Bears or the Lions right now. The Packers yeah, still yeah. have to. The, the Packers still have to. You know, they've got to face the Bears. Say um, so they can. They can pull this off. And if they don't, they'll still be sitting at the number two spot. And they actually do need to revamp. I don't even know if the Packers have what it takes to run through a postseason and end up the NFC champs. I, I don't even know if they even have that in them from youth. What did I just say? Like, I'm from Jersey. It's from youth. <laughs> from the youth perception. To the you two youths. <laughs> You two, you, right, you exactly. what? You two, you. <laughs> right. My cousin Vinny's on the phone with me. His spirit's in my body. Um, but just just moving forward, I don't know if they have what it takes, and maybe this is a revamping chance for them. I mean, we, we see what they're working with. Absolutely awesome what they're working with, with what they have. And so now that we're seeing what's going on, I can understand why they were a little confused at why they were sitting in an undefeated record for so long. 
But now going forward, while their schedule is not horrible, they still have some battles, and they're being taken out of their game. They're, they're hurt. They have a lot of injuries, too, that they're playing through. I will give the Packers credit. If you ever want to see old-school football of when they were told to bite down on the towel and suck it up, put some iodine on it, this is what I'm seeing out of the Packers. The Packers are playing through their injuries in tremendous ways. They're not out there just hobbling on their injuries. They're out there playing hard-nosed gridiron football through their injuries. They're trying to get it done. But if the Lions are smart and the Lions' defense is working on all cylinders, they can actually, especially with the, the running back situation right now for the Packers, they can stop the runs. They may have a little trouble containing James Jones, but then we've watched James Jones recently be contained, so maybe not if they were really studying the field and were studying film and working on the right plays. The only threat that they really have to worry about is making sure that Aaron Rodgers does not connect to any of his receivers that are on the field. Because I really do believe that the the Lions have the defensive front to stop the run. They actually have a secondary that can get out there and contain the run. So I, I think it's going to be a battle, and I, as crazy as it sounds, these teams on two total opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to their power ranking, I'm a little indifferent because I don't know what type of fire – Martha has lit underneath these players and these fans to rally the troops and say, look, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting from the top. And like you guys said a minute ago, this is everybody's job here. So you're not doing your job. I don't care what your name is. Your name will be something somewhere else, but it won't be here in Ford Field. And I think that's honestly <laughs> right. And I think, your name will be something somewhere else. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and as Chad Johnson puts that name on the back of his jersey for next season, something somewhere else. Yeah, something somewhere else. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's honestly how I feel. So I'm very indifferent, and I, as of right now on the show, I cannot pick a winner. I, I can't pick. I don't. I don't see the Packers having a, a huge advantage. Mike, can you believe it? Uh, of all of the people, this was the one that I would have expected to pick the team from up north to win today. Well, well I can see people, where she's coming from. So, uh, because, no, I'm not talking about where she's coming from. I agree with where she's coming from. I agree 100% with where she's coming from. And because, honestly, I want the Lions to win. I believe they have a chance. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I can see that it could happen. I'm, I wouldn't be completely shocked. But I still didn't see a non-pick when it came to these two teams coming from Cass. Yeah. Well, you know, man, stranger things have happened. And, I mean, it's, I think you were indifferent on a couple of one last week, weren't you? I know recently, I'm indifferent on two or three games every week. Let's keep that right. Yeah, pretty, yeah you pretty much are. <laughs> this is true, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes we don't know what he's going to say or if he's going to say anything else. He's like, yeah, I'm on the fence for this one. You know, but sometimes being on the fence is a good thing. So I can definitely respect where Cass is coming from and see see her thought process and how she arrived at her conclusion and be like, you know what, I'm going to just wait and see. And that's cool. We have no problems with it whatsoever. We do not. So am I the only one that's indifferent? Are you guys going with the Packers? 
Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards the Packers, although I want the Lions to win. Yeah, I'm kind of, as I said, you know, earlier. Now I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> My initially, I was initially I was like, yeah, you know, I was for the Packers. I think, but it, given the factors of what you said and everything that's going on. Yeah, we're not back on the. I, I I really don't know. Not so much being pulled back on the fence, but more like all right. That fence has because, a magnetic pull, doesn't it? But because if, if but you look it, at it from the side, that fence got a magnetic pull. When I make a decision, that's what I'm going to stick with. Only problem is the hard part is getting me to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh. <laughs> okay, but there's one more game that we gotta uh, talk about. Well, hold on, let me make my. Wait, what are you saying? Man, you on the fence? We know this. Or my, or my pick. So, I'm gonna have to roll with Green Bay today. I'm hoping they can pull it out. Uh, if they don't, I will be like, I won't be surprised, you know, if they lose. But I hope for their sake, you know, and their franchise say they don't go falling apart, you know. And crashes because it would be just so. Uh, especially considering they have the Lions today, they have Vikings next week, then they have the Bears, and then they have the Lions again. Mm-hmm. So that's that. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot well, of you know league. Yeah, that's all league action right there, and they playing. You know, so if they if, if they lose today against the Lions. That's only gonna that's only gonna fuel Minnesota because they're already gonna come out banging, and that, it, it may actually put a fire to to Chicago. Could you imagine if in the next three weeks they lost all three of those teams? I would love it, love it, love it. I actually would too. I'm not gonna lie, because my cousin, my cousin who's so a Green Bay fan, he hates Chicago. It would be really cool if that to happen. I know. No, let me ask you: Is your cousin a Green Bay fan, or does he live in Milwaukee in either the state of Wisconsin? No, he lives here. He is, he is state a Green of Bay fan. fan. He cannot stand the Bears. Cannot stand the Bears whatsoever. Okay. And, and, and when I when I hear things like that, I literally believe all those people that live in the city of Chicago that are not fans of a Chicago-based team. Yes, go when ahead. I listen uh-huh, to I'm what, listening. I, I say most uh-huh. of the time, okay, you're, you're a Vikings fan. I'm not going to touch that. Die hard. Yes. But I what I hear many times is they have a despisement for the local team's ownership. Because I know a lot of non-Bulls fans that don't like Jerry Ryan's door. I know a lot of non-White Sox fans that continually don't like Jerry Ryan's door. I know a lot of non-Bears fans, especially local Chicago Packers fans, end up hating the McCaskey family, which I understand as a Bears fan. But commonly, the one that despises Bears, not just fans of fans of another team, like Cash, you don't necessarily despise the Bears. You are a fan but, of the Vikings. Yeah, but I don't like the owner. I, 
I didn't say you I, didn't like them. You don't despise them. I, the ownership, though, I... Right. You See, now, that that word despise them. A lot of people don't but like the ownership. Why I like, but that's that's not why I like the Vikings, though. That, that's I know. That's my point. You like the Vikings. It has nothing to do with you despising the Bears. You like no. the Vikings. Because mm-hmm. I still hear stories that... Sandra has told many of times when Richard Dent tried to put together an ownership team to buy the Bears and many people wanted that because the ownership of Virginia and Mike McCaskey, or more or less, Virginia McCaskey owned the team, but the McCaskey family killed the team. Runs it. They, they murdered it. <laughs> they should actually be a cold case, but all right. <laughs> and, and I hate, as a Bears fan, although... Virginia McCaskey is married to to the McCaskey family. I still prefer Chicago Bears fans reference the ownership being the Hallis family <laughs> because I hate the McCaskey name. And that's as a Bears fan, I hate the McCaskey name. I love the Hallis name. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the history is but, but wait, like, wait, where was the where were we going? With it? Um, we got off track because uh, Mike was talking about his uh, cousin despises the Bears and is a huge Packers fan, and I started talking about how non-local fans to Chicago oftentimes he might just don't necessarily hate the, the team. They might despise just, the ownership. Might, but most Packers fans could care less about the ownership. They just they love everything about the Packers. Yeah, and a lot of Packers fans from our age groups began loving the Packers during the 90s. I can't say. I can't tell a person when they started liking the Packers. I I said a lot of them. I can't say that either. Well, where are you getting that fact from? Every Packers fan that I've come across that's in Chicago, that's when they began liking them. Now, there's a lot of Milwaukee-based Packers fans that that's what they've only known. But every Packers fan that I personally come across, I'm just going to talk about the ones that I personally came across. So, yeah, I started liking them during the 90s when they were winning against everybody and Brett Favre was their quarterback and when he was no longer there, they stayed Packers fans. Okay. Because it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that they had this amazing record. Okay. I mean, it is long as title time for a reason. (laughs) Okay. They were Moving title time before the, before the NFL and the Super Bowl became an, an existence. I mean, before the Super Bowl became a thing, they've been the title town there uh, for the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. They were known right. as title I made a trivia during Packers week. I did. I know. I mean. For all you Packers fans that like the Packers for something other than that, we still love you. So moving on, we have another matchup. We have the Vikings who are sitting in sunny California right now, and they're going up against the Raiders, and the Raiders have not looked half bad this season at all. They've actually been a little bit of a shocker. While everyone is watching the 49ers go through their turmoil, the same team within that same regional area is kind of um, whooping a little tail and taking a couple names along with them. They have been doing really good at stopping the run. The defense hasn't been consistent, but they've made some very key plays. They're getting it done. They're playing, like, solid football that no one expected. I think it's a shock. Like, no one talks about them because every – I don't think – I mean, honestly, I, I expected it. 
I expect that if he's on the offensive side of the ball, you got Derek Carr keeping from two weapons of Michael Crabtree on one side and Amari Cooper on the other side. All of that. I expected it. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah, so, that's it. Wasn't it? Like, I got picked off. You know, I got Jake like, what, in the middle of my phone. You know, he was hit a little bit. He was picked off. Like, I'm sick of Mike Cass right. saying some of the good stuff I want to say before I say it, so I got to make a few interceptions. Well, you were going to actually get ready to say that, but I was getting ready to go to the Minnesota. Go ahead. Talk about Minnesota, too. Uh, you got I mean, the ball. You kicked me off. Go ahead. Right. right. <laughs> what you, what you oh, got, so man? So now I, I, you give me Minnesota after I wanted to talk about the Raiders? Oh, that sucks. I wanted to I talk mean, you picked me off. <laughs> well, I will say this much. Um, the decoy that they've turned Mike Wallace into, I feel bad for him. He is a former pro bowler. Nobody turned Mike, Mike Wallace into a decoy. He is not a decoy. Well, that's the, the, the articles I've been reading. They basically turned him into a decoy. He is not a decoy. I mean, Mike Wallace has maybe not Mike lost his right. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater needs to go to Pearl Vision or American Vision Center or Sears or somewhere. But whatever the deal is, the inaccuracy coming <laughs> off Teddy Bridgewater's arm is hurting the team more than helping. These, the team could have a lot of blowouts. The team has – has several. It, I think it's to the point where nobody even like covers Mike Wallace anymore. Mike Wallace go run all the way down by the end zone to read a newspaper because he's not going to read the clock. So he could go read a newspaper. And it's and he sad and it's unfortunate. Teddy he could pull out the Sunday Times. He could of any state and read it. Um, Teddy is in today. Teddy did suffer a very hard knockout. His, um, Rams player joiner was fine for it, and they do know each other, and I don't think it was intentional. And I, I've i watched it several times on the record. I don't, I don't think, think it was intentional, intentional, but... But it it happened. It, you know, he had my man down there seeing purple horseshoes and, you know... He was on the ground. Green clover. And, and I, I told Cass this. There was a commercial a few years ago where the mother sprays Febreze all over the room after she puts all of the stuffed animals away in the toy box. She turns her head and all of the stuffed animals are, are on the ground smelling how good it smells. That's what Teddy Bridgewater looked like to me. As soon as I saw him on the ground, that's all I saw with them stuffed animals smelling the carpet. I think that was a Febreze commercial. It could have been another carpet smelling commercial. I'm but sorry that you even had to smell the ground, Teddy. That was hard. That was, that was, that was a very good moment. Was, um, he got lit up. Was, and I agree too. I don't believe it was intentional. I think you know the you know the player was in. when you're in motion like that. It's very hard to stop yourself like you're in the middle here. None of us are you know super. I mean, yeah, don't have that kind of power. I understand like, that. I'm gonna pause myself right now. You know, and I, I understand and the I need, need to protect the QB because of what the position means to the game. But good gosh, this is still football. Sometimes big hits are gonna happen. They're just going to happen. And just because a big hit happened accidentally does not mean it was dirty. Yes, there are dirty plays in well, the NFL, no, no, but just no because one, a big no hit one, happened didn't make it dirty. No one ruled that as dirty. It was just 
it's, no, it's hard on the national scene, on all of the major channels, there was question, was it a dirty hit? Was it a dirty hit? That's on a every question. National... That's a question. No, some of question, everybody half the room was saying dirty and other half was. I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen, I was picked off again. I have nothing else to say about my favorite team. You have to find me on Twitter to find me if I said I'm going to lose. Like, I, I'm trying to get it out. And... Uh, have we been intercepting her all day today, Mike? No. Just why I'm trying to talk like, about the Vikings. Like, just talking. I mean, you have to give her the floor, man. And, you know, she does have the right to say what she wants to say. You can't just do that. I mean, you're like talking to my right. Okay, you can speak. So, you may speak. In a mortal world, you, know, you, you may speak. Thank you very you know, much. So, let her go. And Cassie was saying. Because I, I want to hear saying, what you have to say. <laughs> no, I, I was saying there is some disappointment finally going around the league when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater. He's very yes. inaccurate. I don't I don't know about Teddy Bridgewater thinking that Mike Wallace's feet can catch balls. If this was if this was football or soccer as we say in the US, it would have been the best like throw ever because then Mike Wallace could have been like, I've got this goal. But as of right now, um I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous with Sean Hill in the game. Um basically <laughs> This is going to have to be almost like a prison game where the players, like, cuddle up and be like, I'm taking over. I got this. Like, because he's, <laughs> Teddy's coming off of, of a concussion injury. He was hit pretty hard. We're starting to see the reason why Teddy was questionable in college and coming out of college, even as high as he came out in the draft. It's coming back. Last year we thought that he shedded that being in the pros. This year we're starting to see a little bit of a, of a sophomore slump, and that's in his accuracy. And I know you've talked about the fact that you believe he needs glasses. I don't know what is shaking his confidence right now, but you can tell that it's shaken. And if you are an amazing defensive player and you break through that O-line, you can get to him because he's not exactly sure. It's taking him way too long to make a decision as to what to do. And as the more film that everyone's watching, the more and more that's happened. For a minute, we thought he had a bailout with Stephon Diggs. It was looking really good, and Stephon Diggs is still there as a bailout. But when they shut Stephon down, where did he have to go? He didn't have anywhere to – He, it was it was very confusing. I don't think every single play can go to Adrian. Adrian has proven he is a beast. He is a Hall of Famer, one of the best running backs to touch the ball in this game and go forward. But every single play, you know, they pay the defense too, and so they will stop him. They will honestly, they will get to him. They will stop him. They've watched film. So the one thing I do like is how North Turner, when North Turner sees that that's happening, and it's detrimental to the game. I love how he rotates the backs. I love you'll see Jarek McKinnon, and you'll see Matt Asiata, and then you'll see Adrian, and then you'll see Adrian come out, and you'll see Adrian come back for a big play. Um, I do like how they went for the two-point conversion and got it. So I'm not throwing Teddy Bridgewater in the trash can, but that accuracy, the Vikings could be blowing teams out if we could get Teddy Bridgewater and his arm completely accurate, or get him some confidence. Aaron Rodgers' balls are the scariest thing. Well, uh, oh, God. Watching Aaron Rodgers throw a pass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, it really hasn't been a thing where you can trust what he's going to do or how he's going to do it game by game because you never know, even with them being 6-2. and two. You know, and, and it's, not, it's not like he's the one leading the charge, you know, with with that 6-2. and two. So after the concussion last week, you know, hopefully he's okay. You know, we never, we never want, any, want to see any new players in the back, you know, um, coming back unhealthy, especially from that, um, because of the long-term implications of how it can affect them. But, you know, today against the Raiders, I don't know. Because now this one I'm probably going to be on the fence from. I'm really not going to lie because the Raiders have been balling. You know, they may be they at 4-14. When you look at this but stat, they, um, man, they, you know, their defense isn't that great, of course, but, you know, with everything else, you know, as far as the pass rate. And I think that's where the Vikings the Vikings. The Vikings may Vikings have a defensive advantage. They are the team with the least amount of penalties right now in the NFL. They make some right. bad penalties when they do, but they have the least amount of penalties and they hit hard. So if they can get to Derek Carr and they can actually stop the run because that's been that's been the the, the go to the for for the Raiders. The Raiders have been able to run that ball all over everyone. So if they can actually stop the run. Well, see, that's another thing. I believe one of the reasons the Raiders have been able to run all season is everybody stays in man defense because no one wants to get burned by their pass. They have excellent weapons on the outside. So they're 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 not going to stack seven, eight men in the box because they know they have Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. You're not going they say we're not gonna get burned by them. We would rather get burned for short yardage in the run. Another thing that I will uh say about uh one of the things Mike said is the Raiders defense has not been look looking so great. While their overall defense hasn't looked great, the Raiders secondary has not allowed any big plays all season. The Raiders secondary contains everybody. And however however joke whatever jokes we were cracking on Mike Wallace and and Teddy Bridgewater, however hard they usually have it with their receivers, they're gonna have an even harder time today. And Charles Woodson is reminding everybody, I'll start off as a corner, I'm ending as a safety and however old I am, I am still one of the smartest secondary players in the NFL. Charles Woodson is not going away. He's been a great player from his days in Michigan, winning a Heisman Trophy, and he's continuing to do great. In NFL started started off in uh in the Raiders, came to Green Bay, and he's back with the Raiders. And the Raiders secondary is something to be reckoned with. Uh, I am not on the fence about this. I believe the Raiders should win, and I'm going to pick the Raiders. Wow. All right. And you know I'm not. And it's not because, it's not because, <laughs> it's not because I'm a Vikings fan with this. Because the Raiders' defense is garbage, I'm hoping that the Vikings' offense can take advantage of that. I did use the word garbage, and I'm sorry. I don't sound professional, but they are what they are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
guys. That's funny. She said, they are bad. They suck. No, we're just Hey, ladies and gentlemen. But, hey, we are hanging out today here in our favorite spot with our favorite owner, Mr. Rory Lee. We are here at Paul. Sportsman Lounge at 14838 Paulina in Dixmore. You all can come out and hang out with us for the game. We're going to have some drink sessions, some food specials, and, you know, just have a good time before, um, you know, all the other games get started. So you are definitely welcome to come and kick it with us. We will have, be here with you to have a great time. Uh, in the mortal words of the 25th anniversary um, with Tribe Car Quest, Coming on stage again together, I must say, can I kick it? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> if you are not over like thirty-five, you have no idea what we're talking about. You're like, kick what? <laughs> so, <laughs> guys, just some history, a little bit of research on Google, Tribe Called Quest. Take it back to the early nineties. You'll figure it out. Right. We're not old on the show. No, we're just historians. Yes, we that is all. We're just historians. We are historians. So we have that. some college. We we got a quick college, um, quite a few games to go through. But before we do that, the one thing that I do want to wholeheartedly say from the show, um, Friday there were a series of attacks in Paris. They were heartbreaking to watch. Anytime there's any type of Attack and violence. Our show is located in Chicago, so we understand the pain from violence. Unfortunately, our violence is consistent. We're working with different organizations to curb that. What happened in Paris was was heartbreaking. With Paris being one of our oldest allies as a country, we are definitely there as mental support, and we are truly sorry for the loss that Paris experience, the violence, everything that happened in those attacks. Our prayers are truly with the families of everyone in Paris, especially those that lost loved ones. That was very hard to watch. So from the Football Fan Rush staff, we are with you in prayer, and we hope that this never happens again. We never want to hear this again, and we want to move on and hear more positive things coming out of Paris and that this is resolved. So, with that being said, it is now time for a couple of 18- or 22-year-old men to show us what they got on the field. They call it NCAA football. I call it just straight pigskin battling to the finish. So, Mike and Michael, Mike, Michael, would you cue the NCAA music for some football talk in college sports? Uh, A.K.A. the NFL farm system. Uh, had fun these past few did days. Did really just call it this? Yes, I did just call it that. Let's keep that real. It is the NFL farm system. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I will say, there were some great games. There were some suspect games. But there was one play during the Ohio State-Illinois game. Well, let me start off by saying I'm an Illinois fan, but I knew Illinois was going to get destroyed. But there was one play where J.T. Barrett breaks it for a huge play. Ezekiel Elliott is blocking downfield. That's not the excellent part of it. There was a block 
Well, there was, let me rephrase it. There was a player on Illinois that leveled a blocker. And his mother that works for NBC tweeted out, said, boy, get up and pour some dirt on it. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, wow. Mom was a fan. Mom is a fan from the old school football day. Put some dirt on him. Get up. Yeah, <laughs> but as we my. talk about some good football, my favorite game was Baylor and Oklahoma. And I say this because I don't like TCU and Baylor fans. And the reason I don't like them is neither one of your teams have played defense in the last five years. Y'all don't play defense. You all are good at all. Horrible at defense. Don't play defense. And the only two teams in the Big 12 that I respect, this is not the opinion of football fan rush. This is the opinion of me. Only two teams in that division, I mean, in that conference that I respect is Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. They play defense as well as offense. And I love watching Baylor lose. I love watching TCU lose. And I want them out of the playoff uh, debate. So, Baylor losing yesterday to Oklahoma was a very fun thing for me to watch. You seem like you were having a good time yesterday, man. Oh, yeah. I was having a great time yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally... If the games to watch yesterday were not from the top four playoff expected teams, uh, Notre Dame destroyed, uh, Oklahoma, I mean, excuse me, Ohio State destroyed, Clemson destroyed, yeah. and Alabama destroyed. So that, yeah. yeah. But if you look at who, they, when you look at who they played, you know, outside of Clemson playing, it was a very well, very tight game. Um, Syracuse did get a run for a morning. It was 37-27. Clemson taking the win. You know, Alabama played Mississippi State, which wasn't really a battle. It was like watching, you know, paint dry. candy from a baby, if you will. You know what I'm saying? It really like watching paint dry. That's a very good analogy. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, uh, other, other teams around the league, Notre Dame destroyed Wake Forest, 27-28-7. They had no chance in the game. Um, they had a they have a very good freshman who broke for a ninety yard ninety eight yard touchdown. It's the longest touchdown in Notre Dame history to date. Dude has skills and wheels. You know, so yeah, he did. But I, I, that's the only play I got a chance to see. I'm like, well, all right, kid, go. He got wheels. He got wheels. He got wheels. It kind of reminded me of uh, you know back in the day with um, Rocket Ishmael when he played for Notre Dame. You know. So the kid, I think he's going to be just that time. I can't remember his name, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. He watched the game yesterday. Number five, Ohio, almost lost to Minnesota. That was a very tight game, 40-35. to Iowa taking the win. Um, as we said, number six, Vander lost to Oklahoma, 44-34. Number seven, Stanford, lost to Oregon by two points, 38-36. Uh, Oregon came to play, although they haven't been what they've used usually been all season. They said we will play spoiler. We will oh, play hey. spoiler. And, and sometimes that's you know those are teams that you definitely have to look out for, especially with the way it is now. You know the playoff system and how it's working out. You know, so if you're not ranking like you were like, if, if you remember last year, Oregon was like the talk of the town, and 
Everybody was Oregon. And Marcus Oregon Mariota was the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, and they're changing their multiple uniforms and all of this. And, you know, but you look at them this year and they're they're decent, but they're not smashing anybody. They're not right. You know, so they're, they're not out there looking like Hulk smash. You know, and I was watching that just early, <laughs> early yesterday. Um, but it just goes to show you that from one year to the next, you know. You can be ranked one of the top teams in the nation, and next next season be unranked. And it's all has to do with your personnel, you know. So uh, there were some great games yesterday. You know, other great games. LSU beat uh, lost to Arkansas, thirty-one to fourteen. Wow! <laughs> I love that. I love that. Wow! Did you That's my see? That's my first time seeing that score. Did you see? The American Conference big game yesterday with Houston edging out uh, Memphis so that Houston can keep up pace with Navy. 35 to 34 in the end of the game, Memphis missed a field goal at the end of the game that would have won it. Wow. So Memphis was trying to play. Was trying to play the the one be the one team to surprise everybody because they beat uh, Ole Miss and they were trying to start off by kicking in the door with that and showing up. And with all of that being said, it was uh, it was very shocking um, to see that Houston said no. And Houston said we're trying to keep up with Navy and be undefeated. Well, in all, man, it was just, you know, as, as, it, as it is every weekend around the college football, there's always exciting games, there's always exciting rivalries, there's always somebody beating somebody that who, who unexpectedly. The NFL sometimes can be predictable, of course, but, you know, when it comes to this college thing, it's a, it, it is definitely a up-for-grabs type of deal. You know, you never know what team's going to play well, who's going to play who, who's going to upset who. You know, how close the game is it going to be? Because there were some close games we didn't expect yesterday. You know, Michigan almost lost to Indiana. It was 48-41. to 41. Yeah, Indiana you know. has shown this season that they're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with within the next one to two years. No, oh, definitely, definitely. I can see it. You know, Northwest I mean, not they, they gave bad. Ohio they State a hard game. They gave uh, Michigan a hard game, and they gave Michigan State a hard game. They are going to be serious in the next one to two seasons. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see see their improvement. Man, did anybody catch a smash down of North Carolina against Miami? 59-21. Just horrible there. ACC, ACC football is back. Yeah, so I mean, I remember when Miami used to be a the hurricane used to be a um, you know a powerhouse, and now it's not so much. And as we keep it going, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are now uh, about to wrap up. I believe in a few minutes here. In a short time before the game, it's about to start. And as we stand here, we are here at Sports One Forty Eight Thirty Eight South Carolina in Dixmore. Come on down, have a drink with us. You get your drink special and your food special with it. You know, get a chance to watch the game, kick back a little bit, enjoy great people, great company from the great people we have here at the Sportsman Lounge. And with that said, uh, let's enjoy our professional football today just as much as we enjoyed our college football yesterday as we wrap it up. So it has been a pleasure. Thank you for 
spending another Sunday morning with us. You could be doing something better, but why would you want to? Listen to our lab and our perspective of the NFC North. Mike, why don't you tell them where they can find us, just in case they were unable to hear the show live or would like to hear the archive version. You can always check us out on the TuneIn Radio app or TuneInRadio.com. That is one of the easiest places that we're searchable. Another place to find us out is BlogTalkRadio.com slash FootballFanRushRadio. Never forget about using the Apple uh, iTunes uh, podcast app. And also there is one of Cass's favorites, the RSS Radio uh, app. And we can always be found and just... If you ever forget what I just said, just tweet us at Football Fan Rush Radio, and one of us will respond right away where to find us. Or you can always check us out on the Facebook page at Football Fan. Excuse me, Facebook.com slash Football Fan Rush. Excuse me, Facebook.com slash Football Fan Rush Radio. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Cass, do you have anything else you want to say before we get off the air? I do. If there's anyone in Texas, especially the Houston area that's listening to this, please, I will pay for this. You don't even have to send a freebie. The Houston Texans slash Oilers hat is a must-have. I must have it. When I was five, I was a Houston Oilers fan. And I have to have I, I was a Warren hat with fan. a double logo. Well, yeah. No, I was. Guess what he ended up. But I... Uh, <laughs> Definitely, definitely would love to have that double logo hat. I think it rocks. It's so awesome. And that's it for me. So I'm signing out. Happy Football Sunday. Go to all the teams playing. Hope all of your favorite teams get the W. I know I hope mine does. Michael? Thank you all for tuning in today. We will see you all next week. And as we said, come on down, have a drink and some food with us and enjoy yourself. Enjoy your Saturday, enjoy your Sunday, enjoy your Monday when you go to work tomorrow, and hopefully your team is doing better than our team. Well, our team is doing better than your team. But they're all doing good. Well, 16 teams will have a good day, and the other 16 not so much. Uh, As I sign off, I have a good day. Yeah, they take care.